Zumida Sweatlow. I'm in Victoria and we're driving around. And <laughs> I'm really lucky to be staying with Heidi Tide Myers, who I met uh, when I first started working for QSO. Went to see her at UVic. She ran. She's running an organization called Cappy. Well, the short. I'll ask you later about that. And she really, really impressed me. Actually, taught me a lot. Probably on my first few weeks of work. So, Heidi, hi. Hi. <laughs> she says, Charlie. Hello. <laughs> Heidi, where did you go with QSO? I was sent to Vanuatu, to Port Vila, from 19, March in 1998 until I think it was June or July, maybe August of uh, 2001. Um, I was working with the Vanuatu Cultural Centre, which is an amazing organisation, and working on a project with young people. It's a research and advocacy project called the Vanuatu Young People's Project, which is, continues today and does uh, research and advocacy work with young people in Vanuatu, and particularly some of the young people living in the settlement areas around um, the main town. Educate me a bit about what kind of advocacy work would you be doing in Vanuatu? The, the project was based in, a, I guess, in responding to a need identified by communities and also, you know, by young people that, that there was, you know, that part of the world has had a lot of uh, researchers and there's, you know, there's there have been a lot of people that come through and come through the settlement areas and come through some of the villages and, and do research and find out what are experiencing in their lives but there was very little follow-up in terms of people coming back to provide supports of, of different kinds and so some of the communities were saying you know people come and ask us questions all the time but nobody's coming back to you know yes. help us work through things and so oh. and so the project was really based in this idea that um, that young people, that research would be carried out with young people, and it was peer-based peer research, so okay. there was a team of researchers who were trained, and they went out and talked to young people about their lives. And uh, it was also documented in a film called Kill Him Time, which came out. And basically, based on, I, I arrived just after the research had been done, and it was being analyzed, and the film had been shot in um, that first film. And basically, we tried to be led by what young people had identified as um, needs and issues in their lives and tried to create programming around it and actually appealed to funders like AusAid um, and said, look, here are some of the issues that exist. So young people want to know more about um, their rights and legal literacy. They want to, you know, get a little bit of support for, you know, how to start a small business, um, maybe some access to microcredit. They're interested in, you know, reproductive health. You know, we ended up doing a little bit of a workshop as well on, on something which we kind of, you know, centered around building confidence, getting young people to feel comfortable about, you know, expressing their ideas and opinions within their communities. And so that's, I came in to help build some of the programming and, and keep the funding going with the funders and then really to work with this group of young people um, to start to identify some of the needs. The other big thing that um, was identified was a real attachment to custom and culture and tradition and the value of that in their lives and how they struggled sometimes in town. And it really demystified what young people were doing in town. They weren't necessarily being drawn by the bright lights in big city, but also 
um, really being drawn by being pulled into the cash economy for things like school fees and so on. So, oh. so the the project was really, I think, quite innovative because funders don't always love research in my experience. Yeah. Um, but our funder there, Ozaid, was quite um, open to listening, and and the project got a lot of attention. It was really. Um, Part of the vision of Ralph Regenvanu, who was the director of the cultural center at that time, who really wanted to see um, research and then programming that was going to address some of the interests and needs of young people out of the Vanuatu Cultural Center. So you're talking about a time period and about youth, and I haven't heard you say drugs and alcohol yeah. being a, 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 a need or an issue or a challenge is is it is it a challenge because it is in so many other places around the world i don't know about drugs so much yeah um there's you know there's cover but it's i mean i i, I don't i don't know about drugs so much but certainly um hmm. certainly i mean people you know young people were drinking making homebrew sometimes in the island and mm-hmm. but not drinking a lot i mean there were other kinds of issues. I mean, young people were in town and, you know, getting into trouble. But it was really to try and talk to them and understand what was the what some of their challenges were and why they were. You know, people ahead. people in Vanuatu are still really um, many of them have great if they if they haven't grown up on the island. They're they're often returning on a fairly you know consistent basis. They're really attached to the places that they're from. Vanuatu consists of over eighty islands, and so they. There's 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 a real connection, but when they when they reach town, you know that it's harder to access garden plots. It's you know it's it's it, it you know there's there are a lot of other challenges that come up, and so we started in, in Vanuatu. We started to you know it was hard for people to talk about, but we started looking at some of the kids, especially in some of the really urban settlement areas that didn't have access, you know, to food and and other kinds of things, and that's that's kind of something that's new for Vanuatu because people have had access to you know, being able to fish or, you know, being able to go to the garden and, and produce their own food. So that's, uh, yeah, I'd say those were the bigger issues. I mean, certainly in town, young people were getting into trouble, but I think what the project really found is that, you know, there were young people were, you know, they had so much, so many interesting things to say and so much really to, to learn from them yeah. that they were, um, you know, there's this idea that they're all kind of in town drawn by the money, getting into trouble, but I, I think the reality was that there were a lot of young people who were really working hard to be, you know, respectful and mindful of their communities, to be able to contribute, and were kind of struggling a li- little bit in terms of how to do that, so. Wow. So then, Heidi, you come, uh, you, uh, how long, so you're there for three years, you met a very special man there, huh? hmm I've met him. He's really special. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and you have two children. Now you have three. Three children, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and they, you came back to Canada. Yeah. And he joined you here. Yeah. And then now tell me about the UVic experience and what you're doing there. Well, when I when we first came back, I worked for one year at an organization in town called Pacific Peoples Partnership because oh, I, I became that. quite impassioned with the region and really wanted to be able to continue to focus and learn more and be able to contribute in places that might be possible but also just to continue to engage with the region and then I was um, I decided to go and finish my my master's degree um, and focus on some of the work that I did done in Vanuatu mm-hmm. 
and, um, and applied for a job at, at UVic and um, joined the Center for Asia-Pacific Initiatives at UVic. And um, everyone else at the Center is focused on the Asia part of the Asia-Pacific and I've been able to continue to kind of focus on and continue to learn more about the, Asia, uh, the, the Pacific part of the region. And, um, and so I've been working there for the past eight years and one of the things that I was able to um, start, there'd been an, a real interest in starting internship programs to work with some organizations, NGOs in the region, and um, so I was able to to initiate and, and work really hard to find funding for internships over the past uh, seven years. We've been able to work in partnership with some fabulous organizations, and the ones that are certainly nearest and dearest to my heart are organizations like the Pacific Islands AIDS Foundation, which was um, initiated by a really visionary Tahitian woman who found out that she was HIV positive when she was a journalism student in Fiji and um, has just done incredible things in the region. And so when I heard that she was starting an NGO, I'd, we used to show her story on, on a film out in communities when we were doing reproductive health and HIV AIDS um, workshops. And so I knew Maide's story, and um, I heard that she was starting an NGO in the Pacific to work on HIV-AIDS, and so I emailed her and uh, said, could you use a hand? And we've had a fabulous partnership with them over the past uh, seven or eight years and have sent a, a number of interns who've really, I think, contributed so substantially to that organization and actually have a former intern who's on staff there now and is... Um, heading up research in Papua New Guinea and, and, and around the region on HIV AIDS and is really playing a big leadership role in the organization. So that's been that's been some of the nicest aspects are being able to come back but still be connected with the region in, in meaningful ways that uh, and to be able to, you know, share some of the uh, I don't know, my passion for the region with other with other young Canadians. Yeah, and part of your programs is supported by CEDA. Yeah. And I also, uh, I've met some of your interns, and I've been incredibly impressed. And I see that your volunteer spirit that, that sent you out with QSO continues on in what I call it, call pass it, pass it forward. Yeah. And I think you do that in a beautiful way. Well, thank you. And I thank you for your service with QSO VSO. And uh, if you, anyone wants to contribute to something absolutely fab, fabulous, contact Heidi Tidemeyers at CAPI at the University of Victoria. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you.